0: Welcome to Link Educate, a professional development podcast series of interviews with students, young professionals, veterans, and professors of the supply chain industry to discuss how supply chain and logistics have changed in terms of recruiting, training, and more. My name is McKenna Morales, and I am the web editor for both Supply and Demand Chain Executive and Food Logistics Magazines. Today, I am talking with my friend Nick Curtis, who is a supply chain specialist for C&H Industrial. In this episode, we're discussing what it's like to be a young professional in the supply chain industry, the misconceptions of being labeled as an entitled millennial, and how the supply chain found the both of us. Hello everyone, I am with Nick Curtis of Case New Holland Industrial. So Nick, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your company?
1: Well, first of all, I'm Nick Curtis. Um, I work at Case New Holland. I've been working there since 2017. And for those of you who don't know what Case New Holland is, it's an agricultural and construction company, much like John Deere. They're our number one competitor, Um, but we're not heard of that much. We're referred to as the red or blue company. I am a supply chain specialist there. Uh, My main duties go along lines with ordering um, and supplying parts and making sure they arrive on time.
0: Pretty simple. So
1: before
0: yep. we started recording, you mentioned how you didn't even major in supply chain. You only took one class. So can you talk about that a little bit?
1: I mean, I sort of knew about supply chain in high school and everything. Um, and when it was offered in school, I was interested, So, I, and that was the only class offered. So I took it. Uh, it was a, one of the toughest class I ever took, uh, at Carroll. Um, I didn't do so well in it and I didn't think I was going to have a life in it. Um, come to find out my first job after school is fully supply chain. Um, but good news to me, it wasn't the hard stuff of the supply chain. It was the easy stuff that I comprehended (laughs) in the class. So that, so that was good. But yeah, I had no idea I was going to be in the supply chain. Um, it is a fun field. Uh, it's a lot of interaction that I like and it's not as much pressure as sales or any sort of business brings to the job
0: Mm -hmm. and so how does it feel to be in a new industry so soon out of college for our listeners right now Nick is a young professional he's about 24 or 25 Mm -hmm. so first job
1: yeah i uh, i was very fortunate and a month after i graduated i was i was extended a contract a contracting uh, position at cnh um which it paid very well and I jumped on it and i was my even my parents told me you're very lucky because a lot of my friends had trouble finding jobs right out of school and i was i mean i was able to get the paycheck with the first two weeks and i felt great i could I could buy anything i wanted that I thought at the time but Um. Yeah, it it was very fortunate, I would say, getting this job. I think the stars aligned for me to get this job.
0: Yeah, I I personally feel that. (laughs) Yeah. I know that you graduate. We both graduated very recently, within the last two to three years. So, but how has your career evolved in that time?
1: Um. Since I've been with Case, I've I've held three different um, job positions. I, I went from a contracting, contracting job doing the simplest of tasks to um, getting hired full time and being thrown in some of the most difficult jobs that uh, supply chain specialists could do with uh, our kit task force, where we have thousands and thousands and thousands of parts going into just one part, and I'm in control of making sure all those parts arrive. At a certain time, but it was, and then right now I'm on to jump around at Case. I would say I never get bored at Case because they offer me opportunities to just explore and be creative in the supply chain field.
0: Mm-hmm. And so your company focuses on agriculture, right? You said that at the beginning?
1: Agricultural and construction.
0: Okay, and construction. That industry in particular has been hit
1: hard by the Mm -hmm. pandemic can you touch on that at all um it it might seem like it's been hitting hard but our sales have just been going like we're we're on back order more than we've ever been before and and it is busy season um it's it's spring spring readiness so we're always busy during this time we we haven't really seen that much of a drop off than we did last year the years prior i mean last year we took a big hit because of of weather Mm -hmm. um but due to the pandemic right now, I would say agriculture is just, it's booming, um, surprisingly. It, it really hasn't taken that much of a hit that I've seen. My forecast has gone way up. My orders have gone way up, um, which is good for me. It's good for Case to keep business, but in, it's especially hard because we've had to furlough some, some people. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the materials, where I work in materials, we, we haven't been furloughed at all. But all, all the pressure from the furloughed people has been put onto us. So I say in that aspect, yes, it's been harder, but money-wise, sale-wise, we haven't been hit that hard, and, and it's very fortunate. Yeah. Uh, construction, on the other hand, I um, I know construction has gone down, but agriculture has been going up.
0: Yeah, so SECe's sister magazine that I also write for is Food Logistics. So we also cover mm-hmm. supply chain, and we're just seeing – how important the food supply chain is with like the grocery stores and the supply and demand issues. But what,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what do you think yep. happened post pandemic?
1: Post pandemic when everything's like back to normal, um,
0: we go back to normal,
1: go back to normal. I would say business as usual from my standpoint, but um, less pressure because we, we've been, I've had to take on more and more responsibilities from my uh, furloughed peers at Case New Holland. So I've had added tasks to do. So when when they're hired back, when things get back to normal, it's just going to be business as usual for me, but just with less pressure.
0: Mm -hmm. That's actually something that I would like to circle back to is the pressure aspect of it, because we're both. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of pressure about being a young professional in the industry and because People just don't care that yeah. much more than young people or they have this misconception. So do mm-hmm. you talk about that at all in the
1: added. Oh, I, I'm one of the youngest people in my like cubicle clumps, I would say. <laughs> um, and, and like, I do get looked at as like a kid uh, it, and sometimes it can be very annoying and sometimes I can use it to my advantage, but I, I don't let that stop me from doing what I know how to do. And I do like, I do my job very well and I take pride in it. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm always the first to take on a new challenge. If my boss has like like, a project to work on, I always want to work on it. Um, I would say any advice for young professionals, just keep throwing your name out there. Just don't sit in the background because if you sit in the background, you're just going to keep doing, you're going to do that same job for 30 years or you're just going to bounce around job from job because you're bored from doing that job, which I think that's, what us millennials or Gen Zs like? We have that target on our back where we just want to jump job from job because we get bored, and I think we get bored because we don't really want to challenge ourselves. We 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 sort of do just want that next promotion handed to us, but that's that's not how the workforce is. We have to go after new things. We have to be hungry. Like that's how it, that's how it's always been, um, and I realize that now. Once you get thrown into that sort of setting, it's either attack or just lay back, and I've always been on attack mode once I got this job.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really important to note, too, that some of our friends, like you and our mutual friend, Manny, are there's mm-hmm. the hardest people or the hardest working people that I know, personally, mm-hmm. and I think that's such a big misconception, for young professionals in general is that people want to label us as lazy but you mentioned at the beginning of the interview that you have three different titles yeah for your job and that yeah. that's huge
1: mm-hmm. no it I mean you, you can be label you, you can just take that label and be lazy and you can act lazy or you can just I, I feel a lot more Millennials that they're like me and they, they attack and I, I think the older generation not to be Bashing the older generation, I think they find they're intimidated by that. And I think that they mm-hmm. just stick to the label, oh, you're lazy, you're not going to do anything. Well, watch me do something. That, that's right. always my mentality.
0: Right. Like, let me prove you wrong.
1: Yeah. And, and, I, and that's been my whole life, um, like from middle school, high school, college. Let me prove you wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, the thing that I think both of us have an advantage in our current careers is that we're very technology based. Like, yeah. We grew up with the internet. We grew up knowing how to work mm-hmm. certain programs, and you have an advantage compared to some of your other coworkers about learning the programs in school. Can you just like touch on that?
1: Yeah. Um, so since I've been at Case, I've started there in 2017. We've had well, the next, pro- so we'll have three programs rolled, three new programs that's been rolled out. So I've been having Mm -hmm. to learn constantly on new programs and I see like some, some people older than me, they, they're right with it. They, they get it right away. Um, And then some old people, some older people that I see them struggle. And with me, it's just been really easy. Like I, Mm -hmm. I think that's an advantage of us being younger and growing up with that technology that it's just been easy for us to adapt to that sort of thing.
0: Right. I recently talked to, uh, industry professional about because she is very into educating college students and she goes and talks to them and gets them interested in the supply chain industry and she said that the, since the boomers are now retiring, mm-hmm. that skill set and that knowledge retires with them but with the new generation of the younger millennials and the Gen Z, I know that we fall in between both right now. They're bringing all this new technology skill set with them, which is why we're able to adapt a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, and so I know you said that you had a bunch of different titles already and that you're shifting because of the current pandemic, but how do you project your current position and task to shift
1: as the industry evolves? As, um, so a lot of things are becoming more and more automated, and mm-hmm. that, that's good, it, it's easier. Um, so I project my job as more of a maintenance to make sure the automation is working correctly because, as we all know, computers aren't perfect, programs aren't always perfect. Um, I would say a third of my job right now is already doing that maintenance and making sure things are going on time. But I would say even, even though everything's automated, parts still have to be made, um, so that means you still have to deal with suppliers, and suppliers, they have to deal with their um, workforce and they, have, they still have to build the parts. So things can happen and things still need to be done manually, person to person, and that, that part will never change that I, that I can see in the future, but more of the, I would say more of the ordering would be automated and more planning would be automated. Mm-hmm.
0: We talk about warehouse automation so much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Our jobs, in, or my job at least, and people are just so afraid of it. And I think as a journalist, mm-hmm. a good chunk of my job is to inform people like, no, you're fine. Like, you're, It's just gonna shift. So, like, I personally mm-hmm. think automation is gonna make it easier people. And I know that a lot of people are just really scared that it's going to take away their current position, but it's just going mm-hmm. to move to a different role.
1: And, and I, I would just, I'm, I don't work for one of my suppliers, but I always tell my suppliers when they talk about warehouse automation is just make sure the automation makes sense for your efficiency. If, if you become less efficient or no more efficient than you already are, there's no point. So it's for my job, it's all about efficiency and hitting my numbers, um, and I don't want to see that fall off. So whenever they talk about, oh, we're getting a new machine, I just I want to make sure their efficiency numbers are go up, not stagnant or go down.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you think automation will change the construction industry,
1: though? Um, I feel we'll see a lot more people with engineering degrees, um, and I think we see that right now um, is – there's a lot of engineering um, degrees being handed out and that, I think that's just the maintenance part. Um, <laughs> people need to know how machines work, how they operate. We are moving towards machines, but that doesn't mean there has to be a lack of jobs with it. Um, but yeah, I, I say we're going to get smarter as a workforce. That, mm-hmm. That's how things are going to change.
0: Yeah. I went to Platteville and mm-hmm. the, the four and a half years that I was there, the construction major got really big <laughs> and I, I'm mm-hmm. around campus to be like why would anyone major in construction that's so dumb but hearing that money that makes sense about how mm. the automation will change it and that they need people to learn you know that aspect of it
1: Con- construction has so much money in it um if if i were to change my degree um, and go back, I would, I would either do engineering or like construction management or something like, cause that it's just filled with money and new problems to solve. So, mm-hmm. that, so do you have a
0: business degree
1: then? I, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a business degree. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So do you think people are starting to major in the supply chain because of the money aspect, because there is a lot of money behind it?
1: I I would say um, there's money and then a lot of things considered, uh, a lot of businesses are focused on supply chain because that is the efficiency of a business. So if you have knowledge of supply chain and how it works, it makes you that more valuable to a company. And in today's competitive workforce, you need every edge that you need, like that you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have an understanding of supply chain, logistics, how things roll, how things operate, um, you're just that much ahead of your peer.
0: Mm-hmm. And the supply chain is everywhere. So for our listeners and our readers, Nick and I went to high school together and we had mm-hmm. classes together and we had the same friends and something one of our former teachers posted on Facebook like a year or two ago asking what her former students were up to and just to give her an update. And I, what I noticed in that status update was that like five other people mentioned how they were involved in the supply chain in some way. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. There's no avoiding it. Yeah. I mean – if you wanna go as broad as like even uh, inside sales or salesmen are involved in the supply chain. So if you're in sales, you're involved in some sort of the supply chain, like you're part of the process. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not just a job, it's like a whole process.
0: Yeah, and every job or position it has a supply chain whether or not we want to recognize that like i i write for the supply yeah. chain, but i'm also a journalist that puts out magazines and that has a chain of effect mm-hmm. too
1: yeah yeah there's, there's no avoiding it
0: mm-hmm. it's every it's everywhere and the not saying that the global pandemic is a good thing but i think a positive that it has done is shined a light on the importance of every sector of the supply chain, whether it be logistics or the warehousing aspect, because people are finally mm-hmm. to understand it.
1: Yeah, I mean, so we, we have a supplier that's shut down through the COVID, um, mm-hmm. and with them being shut down, we're not getting any parts, and we're still getting orders on those parts and we're going on back order. So once something of the supply chain just shuts down and, and closes off, it, it ruins it.
0: What is your favorite part of the supply chain industry?
1: Uh, it would have to be talking to people. I, I, love, um, I love talking to my suppliers. I'm friends with all my suppliers. Um, just the interactions. Because I love sales. Um, that's what I originally wanted to do with my business degree. Um, mm. I didn't get a sales job right off the bat. Um, and then, but it just turns out that I like talking to people and making new connections and that I'm able to do that. And it's one of my favorite parts of the job is just making new connections with people. Um, and then I feel having better connections with my suppliers gives me, um, it it, it just makes the whole supply chain relationship better. I I get parts on better dates. They, They prefer me over other customers. So it's just, it's nice knowing that my personality, uh, helps in my job as well.
0: Yeah, it helps that you're charming too. Yeah, right. <laughs> but then also, why do you think education is becoming such a big part of the industry?
1: Uh, because it, the supply chain is always changing. There's there's always innovation in this field because like a supply chain is all about efficiency. So and. The goal is to become as efficient as possible. So that's always changing. People are coming up with new ideas. People are coming up with new technology, new, new programs. And so we, we have to stay up to date on the newest things. So we're not falling behind or playing catch up. We want to be the ones people are following. So that's why education is like we have, we have meetings probably biweekly, um, on new things coming out, what we're doing that's new. So education is very key in the supply chain, uh, field.
0: And then you also said that you didn't find the supply chain, the supply chain found you. That's something that we both have in common. So what is yep. you, that you're looking to gain out of the industry?
1: So my, my degree um, is business management. I, I feel I'm a really good manager of people. I, I feel like I can inspire. I can, I can get the most out of people. So my goal out of this job is to be, to be promoted into a management position. Um, I, I want to be able to take over a team of supply chain specialists like myself, and I just want uh, to succeed with that. I, I want to see myself as a leader in, in the company um, just driving the best numbers they've ever seen. That, that's my goal. So that, that, that's what I want to see in the future.
0: Yeah. And then do you think you're going to stick with supply chain or do you think in like the next five years you'll switch? to
1: different? Um, it, I, I'll definitely be in the supply chain. Um, five years, I definitely want to have um, a management position in the materials field. So that's in, in the supply chain. Um, I, I feel that's a, a very doable goal for me. And I've been told that if I continue on the path that I am, that's not mm-hmm. far fetched. Um, so, yeah, within five years, I, w- I want to be in a management position yeah, in the supply chain field.
0: <laughs> so, in five years, you'll be 30, and I think that's very attainable, but that's also... That's very-
1: scary. You shouldn't say that.
0: <laughs> I know. I think about that sometimes, too. But at 30, to have that sort of goal in mind, mm-hmm. it's really cool because that's still relatively young, especially for what you're doing, as mm-hmm. people don't really necessarily thrive until they're
1: older than that Uh, yeah it's i feel it's always good like no matter what age you are um just to have goals because if if you don't have goals then what are you working for like you're just working to get a paycheck and life's going to be miserable um always work towards something um i i feel that's why sport sports was a big impact on me because it gave me a goal like win i've always got to win And that's what I'm. I'm taking that attitude towards my job. I've always got to win at my job. Right.
0: Okay. I know that we're running a little bit short on time, so this is my last question for you. Okay. And what is some advice you would have given to yourself when you first started that you've learned? When
1: I first first started my job. Yeah. Um. I would say uh, organization skills. I've learned so much. Like. just from like organizing my inbox on Outlook or um, just my desk with all my papers. But having a very organized desk and computer makes your job so much easier. You won't be scrambling around for things. Um, So just be organized. That's what I would tell myself.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Check back every Thursday for a new episode of Link Educate.